Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always scouring the globe, interviewing creatives, entrepreneurs, coaches, and today is no different. So today we have Megan Nolan uh, calling in from the beautiful island of Maui, and she is a vitality coach. And today is going to be so interesting because this area of coaching, life coaching, relationship coaching is very, is fascinating. And I'd love to hear her thoughts. So Megan, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I know. I'm glad we were able to get you on and um, do this interview. And um Tell us more about how you got started and and we'll go from there. Okay, perfect. Well, I've always been someone who loves movement and exercise and also helping other people. And so after I graduated from university, I'm originally from Canada and I had studied gerontology, which is the study of aging. And I realized that I really was a bit too sensitive and empathetic to go into the nursing home and retirement home facility environment, I decided to take a much more preventative approach to aging and become a personal trainer and move to Hawaii, (laughs) much to my parents' confusion. But they were very appreciative of the movement aspect, bringing people healthy tools, all that good stuff. So I first became a personal trainer, and then I decided to complement that with becoming a yoga instructor. And so I really love how those two worlds complement each other because truly, in essence, everything is about our energy or our vitality and complementing the strength and the cardiovascular benefits of exercise and movement with the postural awareness and the mindfulness of yoga to really help people to integrate that to truly naturally boost their vitality, boost their energy so that they are feeling lit up, feeling energized, feeling happy authentically so that they can go out and really share their magic with the world. And so that's the essence of the work that I do. And because of my own journey with being an entrepreneur, being somebody who's very passionate and being very creative and also being challenged with anxiety and sadness in certain chapters of my life really have become an advocate for helping people to create empowering morning routines, because I believe that that is foundational and truly the most effective way for us to achieve our health and wellness goals is setting ourselves up with a powerful morning routine so that we not only give ourselves some love and attention first thing in the morning, but energize our body, activate our mind, all of that good stuff. So really that's the essence of 
where I have come from and the work that I'm doing now. Interesting. I've uh, I've always been fascinated because uh, especially when um, I read about people saying your how you carry your body creates different energy meridians, which will get into a little bit later but you know for the average person they listening to this they're interested in morning routines and tell us more about um, some of the things that you advocate for to start your day off right and have a good day I love that thank you well I'll start by saying you know a question I get a lot is people ask what is the best morning routine and I kind of have a bit of a cheeky answer to that and that is the one that you'll actually do and the one that you really enjoy so there can be so many different facets to it but I believe that there's a few three three actually three key components to having an empowering morning routine and the first is beginning with the end in mind which you know Stephen Covey was classically quoted as saying but really tapping into your vision your goals for yourself for your health for your work for your business what your family your relationships whatever that is for you so expanding the vision what that makes possible for yourself and the people you get to serve and really connecting to the version of you that is living in that vision. So tapping into that higher self energy, that intuition, whatever word makes the most sense for you so that you can begin to understand in order for you to get there, there's certain qualities that you get to practice today. So maybe that's being consistent or positive or hopeful or happy, whatever that is. So tapping into those guiding light emotions and states of being that we can access and activate within ourselves now. And then the second pillar is to experience that now. So that's where the physical movement comes in. And so whatever movement you enjoy, for example, as I said earlier, I love yoga and exercise. Other people like walking, tai chi, dancing, you know, whatever that is for you, using your physical body in a way that truly activates it. Because side note, human beings are not designed to sit all day, yet we all do a whole lot of it. And it can be wreaking havoc on you. You may recognize some of the sneaky symptoms of sitting too much or the ouchy slouchy posture as I call it. And so it's very important to have movement in your body first thing in the morning because not only does it activate those meridians that you were speaking about earlier, it energizes your muscles, it oxygenates your whole system, including your brain. So there's a lot of research that shows us that when we exercise, when we move our body first thing in the morning, it can very beneficially impact your productivity. Some research says up to 72%, which is really significant increase. But what it's doing is it's helping you to move into that strong and confident posture out of that kind of weaker slouched over posture, which can, of course, have an effect on your focus, your productivity, your ability to be patient and hopeful. Like when our posture is weak, it has all sorts of effects on us. So when we tap into that in the morning, when you're engaging your key core muscles, especially the ones on the back of your body to help you to hold that strong posture, you have more energy and less tension all day. So the first we have expand the vision, experience it now. So that's where you're moving your body, you're getting into your body because that's where we get, you know, insights and intuition from. And then finally, the last step in the morning routine is how can you decide in that moment, after you feel grounded, after you feel ready for the day, three little action steps that will move you towards that goal that you've set for yourself so that you can begin to exhale this energy into your life. So those are some foundations. That's a, that was a very um, beautiful explanation. So why does um, sitting and this, you know, this whole slouching, what, what is it doing so much to our bodies and minds? That's a great question. It really 
it has a lot of effects and we can start with our body. So because the human body is designed to be up and moving, that keeps our blood flowing, our hormones help to stay balanced, all of those beautiful things. So when we sit down, everything slows down. Your The rate that you breathe at is affected because the way that we breathe, the main breathing muscle is our diaphragm. But when we're sitting down and we're scratched over the keyboard, it doesn't expand and contract like it could and should be if you're in strong posture. So that means the backup muscles, which are in your neck and shoulders, which are already a little bit tired because they're having to hold up that beautiful head of yours, they kick in. And when we are taking short and shallow breaths, which are, are the ones that are happening when we breathe with those secondary muscles, it triggers stress in your body. So you may not feel particularly stressed, but you're breathing in a stressed breathing pattern. And so it's signaling to your brain more stress, which can cause a release of more cortisol, which can lead to more inflammation, more tension, more pain. So as we start to slow everything down, it can increase our blood pressure. It can cause more fatty acid accumulation in our blood. So it can have a whole negative ripple effect. Digestion and metabolism are affected because we're simply not moving as much. So that's the starting point for the body, <laughs> which is not ideal. And then if you look at it from first, that stress perspective, if we're breathing in that stress breathing pattern, then that can cause ripple effects into our hormones and into our sleep and to our ability to function and, and focus throughout the day. But then there's another layer to it that's quite interesting to look at because of the intricate connection between mind and body is called embodied physiology. So what that means, you know, in terms that everyone might understand is that your body and your mind are connected. And if you are in a posture that your body recognizes as stressed out or sad, it sends those signals back up into your brain. So even if you're not feeling that way, particularly, your body is sending that signal back up to your brain. So if I asked your listeners and even asked for you, you know, what does the posture of somebody who's really sad and defeated look like? And everyone can quickly identify that. But the thing is, is that that pretty much mirrors the posture that we spend most of the day slouched over the keyboard in. So that's where we're starting to see the ripple effects both into people's body, but also into mental health as well. And so when we are experiencing that physically, of course, it will send that signal up into your brain, which can then cause that ripple effect into your body. It can also affect your sleep, your anxiety can be affected if you're breathing in that stressed out breathing pattern. So it's not great. It's just not great. And so really, the, the answer to that is a having a morning routine to energize yourself to get your body ready for the day. But then having little breaks throughout the day, getting up out of your chair. And I know that can be hard if you're really focused on what you're doing, but having a timer on your phone or many people have the watches that remind them to stand up, but many people have also gotten really good at ignoring those reminders. So really just honoring your body's need to move and honoring, you know, the fact that when you are moving your energy, your vitality is, is elevated. It does have a beautiful ripple effect into everything that you do. It's interesting because um, I noticed that <clears throat> You know, you don't even have to you go outside and uh, the fresh air and, you know, walk 15 minute, 20 minute walk just, you know, during a lunch break. It does wonders. It kind of resets your body, especially morning walks as well, um, which is really interesting. People think you have to, you know, be very, very vigorous exercise, but it's just moving your body and getting it out and getting it out. It's, um, you know, this, you know, office um, state. So 
Um, really interesting. The uh, and I love this idea of the the breath. You know, like if you're like shallow breaths versus like deep long breaths. So um, you also talk about the power of the pause and how to slow down to speed up. Absolutely. So that's really what I was just mentioning there. And what you were so beautifully saying too is that. When we pause throughout the day, and I know for many people that are very driven and, you know, goal oriented, that can sound like daunting and scary and absolutely a no, really just think of the analogy of when they do fast car racing, NASCAR racing, I guess it's called in the US. And what they do when they're doing those races is that the cars don't go around the track tens and tens of times without stopping in order for them to be able to do that and maintain that speed and the, you know, the intensity that they're doing it at, they do have pit stops. And as human beings, we do better when we have those pit stops too. Remember when you were little and your teachers made you go out for recess, it wasn't just for their own (laughs) peace of mind and sanity. It was for your benefit as well, because our brains really like to focus for about 45 minutes at a time. And then they like to take a break have some novelty, look at something else, do something else, and then come back on task. And so as adults, your brain is, you know, it's it's enlarged and it's grown and it's it's done a lot, but it really is functions in the same way. So you'll notice that maybe after about 45 minutes is when you get a little bit distracted, when it's hard for you to focus, when you tell yourself you're multitasking, which is totally not a thing. Um, what happens is that you would be well served to take a little power pause at that time. And that, as to your point earlier, it doesn't have to be a vigorous, intense workout. It doesn't have to be a half an hour, you know, walk outside. Although if you have the time and space, that would be beautiful. What happens is that we all spend so much time in front of a screen, whether that's our phone or computer. So taking a moment to look away from it, because a lot of the fatigue we have is visual fatigue. So taking a moment to look away from it, like you said, maybe we could go outside, maybe you go five steps in the opposite direction and you look at a wall or a painting or, you know, you take your dog out to go to the toilet or whatever it is, just looking at something else or even closing your eyes. So really that moment of pause, powering down so that you can power yourself back up. And so really just taking that moment, it's like your phone, right? We, we don't expect it to run all day long without plugging it into the charger. You know, periodically we, we turn it off, turn it back on when it gets glitchy. So all of those things really remind us that it's it does serve us to slow down and really take a moment to come back inwards, quiet the noisy chatter of your mind. Because also the other part of that is, is when we're in that sort of go, 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 oh, I can't stop. I don't have time for that. That's the more stressed part of your brain that's in the survival function mode of the brain. And that's a very highly active part of your nervous system. Whereas when you pause and when you breathe and, or when you go outside or whatever it is, it shifts you into a more calm state. You regulate your breath. It activates higher function in the brain, which is where your creativity and your imagination and your focus, all of that lives in a different part of your brain. And so when we power down to power up, it really does help you to access that inspiration. It really does help you to be more calm, more focused, more compassionate, more patient, all of those beautiful things that, of course, help you to connect to that big vision that, of course, will help you to achieve that more quickly. This is, uh, so I really love this um, idea of the, the body, the breath, movement, um, energy. It's called, it's all about energy. And um, one thing is, um, we talk about, um, you talk about the dark cloud of entrepreneurship, you know, and then a conversation about mental health. 
Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up. And, and I do really think that's something that I, as I mentioned earlier, have experienced myself. And as such, I'm very passionate about because research, again, shows us that many entrepreneurs are very creative, very energetic, very inspired, very action oriented, go after it. <laughs> but we all know that, you know, there's always a yin and a yang, there's always a dark and a light. And so the the opposite to that is can be for many people, 49, approximately 49% of entrepreneurs, the opposite side to that is anxiety, is depression, is ADHD, is ADD, is bipolar, is some combination of those, 49% of entrepreneurs. So that's a very significant amount. That's one in two, right? And so that's, to me, is something that's not often spoken about, but many of us are dealing with. And when it comes to being able to navigate those chapters of your life, having these tools, having the tools to ground yourself when you're feeling anxious, kind of caught in that whirlwind, or to begin to initiate movement and tapping back into your joy if you're feeling quite sad, you know, because there's ups and downs to life, but and especially to entrepreneurship, it's quite a roller coaster. So having these tools of the mind-body connection, of the health, the vitality, all of that, really to navigate those moments to go back to to be able to nourish yourself on every level i believe is really essential for every human being but especially entrepreneurs because you have a vision you have a mission and soul in your and in your soul and in your spirit and i believe that you're here to do that and of course in order for you to do that it's going to take having to navigate those moments and these tools i believe are really really powerful to help people to do that yeah very, very great uh, conversation and just how you eat the movement and body and the breath. Um, I know people are interested in um, following you on social media, visiting your website and contacting you. So how can they do that? Absolutely. Well, I have a little gift for everybody, and that is my Energy Fix Blueprint. And so that is a tool set that you can use anytime to take that power pause, to be able to move your body, connect back in, tap into that inner peace, peace and presence and power. And so you can go to giftfrommegan.com and grab that. And that's a great place for us to get connected. And then that way you can ask any questions that you might have about yoga or exercise or anything that we spoke about today, because we'll be connected by email. So that would be a great place to start. And for all the listeners out there, Megan's resources will be in the links and show notes. Uh, Megan's dropped so many um, nuggets of wisdom useful tips uh, be sure to follow her on facebook and instagram as well as uh, get the um free energy boost blueprint um and check that out thanks so much for an amazing conversation and thanks for coming on to the podcast thank you so much for having me it's been lovely to chat today many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hope you really enjoyed wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you 
wherever you are listening. If you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.